welcome to the Yak Sports Podcast with Joe Deck and Leela McRae. Leland, I don't know. I, I know we usually start local, but I kind of want to start with what I just ended uh, my night on before we started okay. recording. I finished watching the Orioles win their seventh straight game. We're red high. We're the Baltimore Orioles, and nobody wants to play us right now. I said you were- uh, on this podcast last week, we're getting ready to play a bunch of teams not in the division. We need to feast on teams outside the ALEs. And what did the Orioles do? They had a feast. Took out the A's, took out the Tigers, took out the White Sox, took out the Rangers, beat Boston here to start this series. Guess who comes back? Or I guess we go there. We're going to Detroit next. It doesn't matter. We can play that game on the North Pole. I don't care. (laughs) We're the Baltimore Warriors. We can't be stopped. You're just as hot as the Pirates, you know? Which is bizarre. (laughs) Yeah, if you would have said, Joe, on April, what is it, the 24th, you will have the same record as the Pittsburgh Pirates. I would be like, yeah. well, guess I'm just going to go lay down on the interstate and wait and, for someone. And one as many consecutively as the Pirates. Yeah, yeah. Th- I would have said. I would have taken it. I would have said. <laughs> I'd have been like, yes, I'll take that. <laughs> I would have said, guess it, I guess I just need to go lay down on the interstate and wait for nature to take its course. But <laughs> it turns out the Pirates are winning. The Orioles are winning. Cats and dogs yeah. are getting along. Um, but our I love two, it. Our two teams are the hottest teams in baseball. Uh, Tampa is not too far behind that. They've won like five straight and are still 19 and three. After I would the say they still have the best record. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, but that's, you know, they did it against a bunch of bad teams. I'll say I'm more optimistic for the future of the Orioles this season, especially since I have a bet riding on them. I really, mm-hmm. I really need to have them in the playoffs. I am loving what the pirates are doing. I remain with little confidence that it will hold up, but they put themselves in a good position to where, you know, if they don't completely fall off the face of the earth, which is possible that they can, you know, be in the race longer. And usually by the end of April for the pirates, they're gone. Like the reds are a team. They just swept. So, um, and the, and the Rockies who they just swept. So I, I'm, I'm, I like that. I like that. We're not over already. And but I am more optimistic about the Orioles uh, carrying on, and and because I have one of those bets right now, and I'm 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 there for that. And you know, fantasy has started well for me this year. We had a whole adjustment in our game. Um, you know, we've talked about it with Wendy last week. We've had other friends, Steve and Dan, on that are in my fantasy league, and I'm the only undefeated one in the league, so I'm happy about that. Now I know I just jinxed myself, and I'll go over three now uh, for the next few weeks, but I'll take it. Uh, I'll take starting out strong, so I'm I'm happy about that. But yeah, back to our teams. I'm happy they're good. Uh, you have Boston this week, Detroit this weekend. I have the Dodgers at home this week, and then a trip down to Washington wow. uh, and to play the Nationals this weekend. So Dodgers, you know, Yikes. presumably tougher than what the Nationals are, but I still think they can put together a a decent week. Um, oh, sure. You know, in some weeks in baseball, decent weeks are 500. And yeah. so if we can beat 500 this week, I'll take that. Um, I would say it depends on how you get there. Say it one more time. I would say it depends on how you get there. Like if you get swept by the Dodgers and then come back and sweep the Nats, okay. But if you win the Dodgers series and lose a Nats series, that's bad. Yeah. I'd be nice to win the Dodgers series. Um, I have a lot of baseball ahead of me in my life this week. We'll talk more about that in the D block. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious for this weekend series. I think there's a lot of good series around baseball. Um, 
not necessarily with our two teams. But I just think there's a lot of other good series going on too. So I, I'm excited about baseball and it's been a good start to the season. I, I saw a really interesting graphic. I wish I would have saved it. And it was like, it broke up all the teams and it said, you know, teams that it was like, could you start the season over again? If you could start the season over again and try and try it again, would you take it? And like, obviously the Orioles and pirates are like, no, we're good where we're at. But it was cool how it broke down the teams that really wishes they had a second chance. I think like the giants and other teams that have just started slower than what you'd expect. And then there's also also the, the section of teams that it's like, doesn't matter anyway. And uh, that's the teams that I think our two teams have just swept these last uh, this last week. So, yeah, baseball's been fun so far. I'm loving the changes. I see it every week, I think, in some form or fashion. I saw that Joey Morano, um, Morano guy, I'm not sure how to say his last name perfectly, um, but he was with Barstool for a little bit. He does a lot of the impressions. Oh, and yeah. his, his time has kind of passed, and that's fine, but he still puts out stuff. I actually liked his uh, video he put out today, and it's like – you know, the old school announcers issues with the, with the pitch clock. And so, you know, he's playing both the characters. And uh, so he's like, let let me just, well, I want to say something about this pitch clock. And and he's just like, just as long as he can say it, like it's, it's, it's not needed for the game. We don't need a clock and all this, but then the other character, you know, the play by play guy is just like going through an entire at bat, just boom, 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 just rolling his eyes at the other guy. And he's like, yeah, you know, dinner on Saturday night, just, sure does stink you know like i thought it was a really good video so uh, i might retweet that one somewhere because that was one of his better videos in a while um i don't know baseball's been fun so far it's been a good start i guess it's like a, a month in i i'm it's been good yeah i like the rule changes um but you know you're speaking of bats and i know the bat you've talked about the bat that you have um I he just, doesn't talk about the bat i just think i'm gonna hear about it on in october if i lose the bet so <laughs> right you you talk about it but i placed one uh with uh, Rob Ron. I heard you had to get talked into it. I, I had a, I had a lot of discussion. No, no, no. That's Ron. a different bet. That's a different <laughs> bet. There are now multiple bets. Okay. That good. will one will be settled. The that bet will be settled before this one. That we'll bet involves that the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. yeah, we'll talk about that one in a in a minute. But I placed a bet with Rob Ron on baseball on the Red Sox finishing last. He said the Red Sox would not finish last in that division, and I looked at that division. Ooh. I was like, yeah, they will. And honestly, he saying? Uh, that he said, he said anybody, he thought the Orioles and I was like, it, it's definitely not going to be us. It can't be the Orioles, but it's, I can't, I can't allow it to be the it, Orioles for him to win. It just needs to not be the Red Sox. I said the Boston Red Sox will be last place. Cause I was like, who's it going to be? It ain't going to be us. It ain't going to be the Yankees. It ain't going to be the Rays. And I don't think it's going to be the Blue Jays. Toronto. So that leaves Boston. It'd be nice if it was Yankees. I would take, I would take you losing that bet for the Yankees to be it. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if the Yankees are in last place, I'll, 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 I'll manage. I'll yeah. Be <laughs> but, um, yeah, we'll talk about the other one later, but yeah, I, I'm loving baseball and you know, the Orioles have been great. It's a fun team to watch. Even when we're behind, we find a way to usually spark and find a way to win games like Sunday's game like tonight. You were down tonight four yeah, tonight we were down four, four nothing Sunday. We were getting no hit for seven innings. It was almost a perfect game. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. or I guess in the seventh, we got our first hit and then we end up scoring a run. And I think it was the eighth. Uh, we win it in extras on a walk off wild pitch. Um, it was just great. Uh, I've loved the way the Orioles have been playing. We've got a lot of young guys who are just really contributing 
and I, we're only going to get healthier. I mean, we have Michael Givens in the bullpen, which will replace some of the suspect guys I don't like in the bullpen. John Means, when he comes back, means we can take Cole Irvin and shoot him to the moon. Um, and that'll be great because I don't <laughs> – that's the guy who started tonight, and he is bad. Uh, to put it lightly, bad. What's fun about these two teams playing good, and then there are two teams, I, at, at kind of the front end of this stretch – I, I don't know. I'm right in the middle of it, actually. I, I made a bet one night because I liked the Orioles matchup. I liked the Pirates matchup. So I did a parlay with both teams just to win by the spread, which is a game and a half, like the default spread. Right. And the Pirates ran it up on the Rockies to get out of town on that game. And then the Orioles won, too. I wish I would have been smart enough to just carry this money. Let's just like put it back in for seven games in a row. That would have been that would have been smart. Yeah. I haven't bet the <laughs> Orioles to win every game of the win streak, but I have bet it a lot and uh, yeah. been rewarded. Um, and yeah, I mean, I know you asked me that one night because you were you had sent it. I was, like, I was stressing because I had how a I buyout. Feel, how do you feel about the Orioles <laughs> winning by a run and a half against the Nats? And I was like, I'd like to say yeah, but sometimes our offense doesn't score. So, and that night they yeah. scored. So they did. It was it was nice. I went to I didn't have to sit there and sweat it out. I actually had the game on a little bit. Sometimes when I turn the game on and things don't go the right way, I turn it right back off. And that's how I was with hockey. It was rested easy. Um, keeping it to the diamond. I went to the Riverheads Wilson game last Tuesday. That was a big showdown. Uh, Wilson had taken their first loss. They had lost a gap right before that. They were in a little bit of a tough stretch of their schedule. Uh, but they came out firing against Riverheads that night up in Greenville, uh, Riverheads, I would say it wasn't their best effort. You know, it, it, I think maybe the pressure of that big game with a young team, like we've been talking all year, maybe that was a factor. Uh, they kicked the ball around. They had five errors in that game. Uh, started out 7 nothing. you know, top of the first, 7 nothing, And uh, it was just, you know, they put themselves behind. They fought back, uh, but it was just too big of a hole, and they ended up losing 14-8. to um, But, uh, you know, they got a little wrapped up in some of the umpiring umpire calls and stuff, whether they're right or wrong, you kind of got to, you know, say what you want to say and move on. And I, I just felt like that kind of dragged on. Um, I don't know who was necessarily right in that, uh, but it, it just, it just wasn't, it didn't go Riverhead's way in that one call. And it just seemed to get to them with the young team. I do wonder if in the future you you just kind of like bat that down and don't let the players kind of get behind, you know, some, something else being against them. Uh, they had a freshman pitcher going. I think they're playing with bringing another freshman pitcher later in the game, if it was going well, or if it was close, but they ended up having to use four or five pitchers in that game. Uh, Blake Rogers, who we talked a lot about in, in football, he had a good game three for five uh, with some RBIs. Also that Wyatt Wood kid uh, did well for them. Bregorski came in and pitched. Uh, so a lot of good things for the Green Hornets. And basically it's set up, you know, now everybody has a loss. And uh, Wilson's four and one in the district. Riverhead's four and one in the district. Gap's four and two, but Gap's beat Wilson. So it is just a lot going on there. And they kind of sets up this week to where Fort Defiance kind of woke up to a degree. They got two wins last week. Yes, it was against Waynesboro and Stanton, two teams that you would expect to be on the bottom of the district. Now they have their chance this week. They're going to play um, Gap on uh, Friday. And so it's kind of their chance. If they, could, if they could knock off Gap, they put their name in that top four group. If they don't, then we've established there's the top three groups. So it, we'll kind of know what's going on 
uh, with the groupings here after this week, and it really comes down to that game between Fort and Gap. Yeah, and you mentioned, you know, it's against Waynesboro and Stanton, and you kind of expect them to win those two games, but Buffalo Gap didn't beat Stanton. They lost. Right. Um, right. So one of their two losses. So. Yeah, it's nice to see Ford Defiance pick up that win. And I, honestly, you're talking about top four, top three. Um, I think if they win, it's still an outside shot. I, I think this yeah. is a top yeah. two. I think that loss from Buffalo Gap to me, I know they've gotten some big wins, including a win against Wilson. But that yeah. loss to Stanton to me just screamed like, that's the Buffalo Gap team that I was afraid of. Like, they're just not going to be consistent enough to win this district. I think it's a two-team yeah. race. I think it's Wilson Riverheads. I've got a hoping for that, honestly. And I, honestly, I that... honestly, with that decisive victory, I know you, you were there and you saw it and you said it seemed like a one call kind of unraveled things a little bit and there were no, a lot of errors no, 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 in the no, ball no. game. But... I didn't say that. I, I didn't say that. I think that... No, that you said the mentality, it, it seemed... Before that bad call, so... Okay, they, well, that's they fine. They already their hole. Yeah. But they didn't respond well to a bad call or a yeah. call that didn't go their way. Um, I'm hoping they can learn from it. That's my point of view. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what I'm hoping. They've won big games already this season. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping they just didn't get too much up for that. I'm, I'm hoping they got too up on that game and learned something from it. That's what I I'm don't hoping. I'm looking forward to the rematch. I don't think this I is think a race. A I don't think that I'm saying it's a two team race and I don't even really think that I think it's a one team race. I think, I think Buffalo Gap stumbling to lose the gap or someone else like that. I just maybe it's maybe they do that again. I don't think they will. I think that I think Gap stumbling to Stanton. Man, I don't think that's going to I don't think Wilson loses to Gap again, I guess is my point. And they Gap needed Riverheads to win, I think. And they didn't. I don't think they will win on the return trip in that series. And I, I think this puppy is. Yeah, it's not I, official. They're very much mathematically. This, it reminds a lot me of those can first happen, years, but I think this one's done. Those first couple years when we had all these teams in this district with Fort Defiance coming into the district, and there was those two years where it just seemed like they were all tight with each other, and, and then we got cheated out of 2020. That was going to be, a, I think, a good year. It, it kind of reminds me of there where we are seeing these teams beat each other up and down the yeah, the maybe, roster. but I, I also don't like think that year. speaks. I mean, I, the class one is a different animal altogether. And those teams can go deep in the class one yeah, playoffs. Does it not but speak well for deep in the playoffs? I, I hear you. I that's what that's what is going to be my point. I my fear is we're going to see these class three teams struggle. Maybe if you're right, we're going to see these class three teams struggle, yeah. and then they're going to get into the class three C playoffs and have an uphill battle. I I agree with that point because I don't think overall. In 2020, I say we got cheated. I think we were going to have t- three teams deep into the playoffs at states representing the district. Well, there's there's really no evidence to point against that. I mean, every everything was teeing up that way, and then you know the world fell apart. Um, I do not think we have as strong of teams up top as we did back then. So I I, I would tend to agree with your point. Yeah. Over to softball, uh, draft stays undefeated in the district. They do drop a game to Page, so they they finish their seven-game win streak. Uh, and losing to Page is kind of meaningful there because it was to a 2B team, Page County, who's had a lot of success in that region in Class 2. Uh, so a little bit of a signifier there, uh, but they're still undefeated in the district, and we'll have to see what they do this week. Buffalo Gap is that number two team kind of – holding off what Riverheads is doing behind them. Riverheads has had a good 3-0 and week. You know, Fort Defiance is coming on with 3-0 and week. Buffalo Gap this week, 
Uh, they play Fort Defiance this week, so that's going to be a major thing there. But also Fort Defiance play in draft on the top there. So actually it's Fort Defiance, I think, has the big week to prove themselves. Have they woken up? They, I mean, they ran away with this district a year ago. We were expecting them to be good again. And I think that's why we're trying to give them credit here. They've had a tough start. This week they can kind of right all their wrongs if they get some wins. They're still they're going to be behind draft by a couple games, but it could really set them off in the right direction and maybe be a signifier, as I've said, that they're playing their better ball. So, um, But just the same, Gap needs that game versus Fort. Draft needs that game versus Fort. So I, I think it's going to be a really interesting week in softball this week, you know, after we saw Riverheads and Fort Defiance, you know, with a great week last week. I think Fort has another big week. I think Fort turns the ship around. Yeah. I, think that, I think they're in the middle of turning that ship around. I think they're going to have a successful week. I think they give Draft their first district loss, and then I think they do beat Buffalo Gap again. And um, I, I got to be honest. I mean, I know two teams make it out of the region, and that loss to Page doesn't mean that Stewart's Draft can't still go in a yeah. region tournament. The that only can't be the only team they have. play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but my concern, again, would be, can they get to that region championship? Can they stay this? Can the seeding work out to where that's when they have to play yeah. them? And um, we'll see when it gets, it's a little too early to be worrying about that, but yeah, um, what I like, what I like about Fort Defiance's three and a week was that sure. They beat Waynesburg and Stanton, but that Spotswood game was a revenge game. They had lost to Spotswood the week. That was going to be my point. And I love like baseball. And they had 10 runs in each one of these games this week. So it, it just it really looked like Fort Defiance pulled things together. Right. That was going to be my point. Unlike baseball, where I'm not sure about these class three teams, I do think Fort Defiance is outside of yeah. Buffalo Gap and Riverheads. I think Fort Defiance is that realistic shot of a team going deep in softball. I don't know in if it's going to be draft. In both these diamond sports, I am just begging for Riverheads and Gap not to be sitting two, three, in these region right. rankings. Because I think I both really of them could do them well. One, yeah. The other one to be two or three, just so they have that chance to both uh, both make it. Because I, I I said this a lot last year, that region's just not that strong. It's not. It's not strong in anything, so. let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I started to come up with something, and I got nothing. <laughs> yep, it's, that's true. Um. I don't know. The boys basket. Uh, uh, no, that's that's region A. That's the crossover game. Yeah, I was trying. I was trying to pull. Yeah. Out something. <laughs> uh, well, we won't be talking about it near as much next year. It'll be just Buffalo Gap trying to fight it. We'll be arguing for one spot. Uh, sticking in high school. We did have big news last week. Last week on the podcast, we talked about head coach being hired. Talking about a head coach being hired again this week, but very familiar. Mike Gale at Fort Defiance, uh, previously at Stewart's Draft in our area. Then he went down to Rockbridge for a year, and now he's back at Fort coaching the girls the last couple of years. Now he's switching over back to the boys' game, and he'll be head coach for the Fighting Indians on the boys' side. So just like I did here on our, on our little spreadsheet, I just crossed out Fort boys, and now I put Fort girls, and we have Stanton, Riverheads, and Fort all looking for girls' basketball coaches. Stewart's Draft did hire theirs, so we talked about a week ago. Uh, so... There's one answer, but it opens up another question. But it'll be interesting there at Fort Defiance. You know, this is a program that, you know, does tend to get some talent through there. They do get, you know, a big body or two that comes through there. Even in these recent years, there's been some of these these taller bodies that have filled roles there. But they just haven't put, you know, the consistent wins. I know they won the district, what, the, the 21. Mm -hmm. um, 
but these last two years I'd say were a little more disappointing. If you take Mike Gale with that style, that run and gun, where you could take a lot of, you know, 5'11 to 6'1 kids and really put up some points, really shake up some opponents. I think it's going to be interesting in that 3C if he sticks with that style to enter his run and gun style in 3C, see how those teams react to it, and if they have another big body or two coming through the program to kind of pair with that. Because that's what I thought, you know, most years of the run and gun with draft, it it lacked some size. You know, it just seemed like all, you know, 5'11 guys just shooting, shooting, shooting. Fort has tended to put one of those big bodies through there, one or two of those big bodies at a time. So just pairing it with that, I think it'll be really interesting, you know, the cycle of talent coming through there. I'm not saying year after year. um, But, I mean, to that point, Stewart's draft, once the district kind of got used to the run and gun from Stewart's draft, draft didn't have all those great regular seasons, but then they'd get in the playoffs and make runs. So I'm just really interested to see how this plays out. I I think – it's going to be hard to predict. I don't think it's just going to be black and white. I think they're going to beat some teams we're surprised about, and they'll probably lose to some teams we're surprised about too. Yeah, probably. That hot shooting will do that to you. But still looking for all those girls' jobs to be filled, so we'll be looking into that. Um, and uh, Mike Gale, I mean, he's an alum from Fort Defiance, so that's, you know, it was cool when he came back for the girls' job and now, you know, playing – Coaching the boys team that he played for, really cool. I will also say uh, my, oh, which I think was my middle kid, uh, she was at the Y doing little basketball, little dribblers basketball with Windsor and and Mickens, uh, and Coach Gale was there with his son. And uh, I will tell you, here in about six years, there's going to be a shooter named Gale at Fort Defiance that's going to be uncontrollable. That kid at a young age was (laughs) just lighten up the nets so that was the big joke around the gym then and uh so we'll see how that plays out um track i just wanted to mention riverheads has the invitational this week this used to be one of the biggest invitationals in the area year after year um and since they never adjusted to the rubber track it's not as big as it used to be but still a fun time at riverheads i i always recommend this one for people to go to riverheads it's this friday night and uh, it's always a fun time to watch that track meet they have had two district meets Joe, I'd like to break down track a little bit, but I would just I, I can only see individual results from one or two schools. I haven't seen everything. Um, so we'll have to dig into that in the postseason. All right. Let's diamond stay on sports. the diamond. Yeah, let's stay on the diamond. Let's get back to the diamond. What'd you what'd you do with the diamond? You didn't you didn't go to the diamond this weekend. I didn't go you to the diamond this weekend. Day, no. But they had a rough week. They did. They lost to UVA on Tuesday. Uh that, you did, yeah. That game didn't go well. Um, but then they played at George Washington and that was a tough series for them. They lost Friday. Uh, the game Saturday was going well, got pushed into Sunday. They finished that game with a win and then lost the game that was scheduled for Sunday. So they dropped two or three in that series, which is not great. They'll play ODU tomorrow and then they'll take on St. Louis. Who's the top team in the a 10 right now with Davidson. Um, and that, now, St. Louis is coming off two losses, which is maybe Davidson's about to win this conference like people thought. Um, but the problem here for VCU is the math starts to get a little scary because uh, right now they are seventh in a conference that takes seven to the conference tournament. And they've got St. Louis ahead. So they are in that seventh spot. They are tied with George Mason and George Washington. I don't know what all the tiebreakers are, 
I know they have the best overall record of those three. I know they beat George Mason, lost to George Washington. I don't know what George Mason and George Washington did to each other. Um, so uh, I haven't looked into all the tie-breaking scenarios yet. I'll probably look into that as it gets closer to what may or may not be tie-breaking scenarios for VCU. Hopefully not. Hopefully they get in and get in a comfortable spot. But it is a double elimination tournament. Only the top seven get in. And again, for VCU, that series loss to George Washington was not ideal. And now they got to try to take a series at home this weekend against the Billikens, which will be easier said than done. Um, but another team that we don't usually talk about on the diamond, but we should this week because they got a huge, huge series win against Louisiana is JMU. And in fact, that kind of puts them in play for the Sunbelt championship. Yeah, that's, uh, I'll, I'll be honest. That's a little off my radar. So that's good. They, uh, they were on the outside looking in that now has them in, um, obviously there's still more conference baseball to be played in the Sun Belt, and we'll see how it all shakes out, but three straight wins for the Dukes, uh, a huge, huge series win against Louisiana and, uh, the Raging Cajuns. And now they, if the season were to end today would be in the Sun Belt tournament, but we'll have to see. I don't know. That's going to be tight. Um, same with JMU softball. It's going to be tight there. Uh, yeah. we're obviously rooting for all of our in-state schools to do well. Um, but um, some of them. Oh, that's true. Most of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw the one on here that we're like, eh. uh, but they're number 13 in the country. They're doing well, regardless of what we want. So yeah, they got swept this weekend. That was maybe my drive home point that they got swept this weekend. So. They did. Uh, but yeah, UVA got swept, but tech, they had a good weekend at Florida state, at least get the series victory. It's like, we can't have two nice things right now with the diamond sports. Cause it's either softball has a nice weekend or baseball has a nice weekend. I can't remember the last time they both had a good weekend. Softball got swept by Florida State at home this past week. Uh, they play Clemson next week. So next weekend, softball will. Baseball has UNC next weekend. But that's not before a baseball game with JMU on Tuesday night, 7 p.m. So that's something to follow uh, for the state baseball that, we, you know, Joe claims we want everybody to win. Um, but I clearly, I clearly pick favorites. So uh, that's what's going on there. Uh, Joseph, let's, I know, I know you're not huge into the NFL draft and you don't sit around watching it. That's fine, but it's still plenty of talk out there. There's still needs for your team. And then there's still question marks surrounding your team. So as you prepare your thoughts about the Ravens, I'll, I'll distract you with some of the bigger storylines. Who, who do you think Carolina is going to take at Number one. It sounds like it's going to be Bryce young. Yeah, I do too. And I thought it was really cool. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to turn this into a promotion of our podcast. You know, those S2 cognition, we've had Ryan Wiley on twice. Uh, those S2 cognition tests that are out there, and I guess they, they have a, an increased role with the NFL draft and getting more and more players. Those test rankings were out there this past week, and everybody was pointing to them and how high Bryce Young finished and going down the list and um, particularly the quarterbacks and where they finished. So, Great promotion there for S2 Cognition. I was really happy uh, for Ryan Riley. You know, he's a big role in that company. So really happy that we've had him on this podcast. And, you know, people are believing in the results they get from that. But it had Bryce Young very, very high in those S2 Cognition. So it kind of reinforced in the idea that uh, he's the best quarterback out there. That he's the reason that Carolina traded it up to get that pick. And, and I agree. And, you know, Bama obviously has a bunch of guys in the first round potential there. They have that Will Anderson guy. Uh, defensive end is also going to be up there high. 
Uh, you got the guy from Georgia, the Carter guy. He's the one that had the legal issues, but he's still uh, projected to go very high. I'm really interested to see where that Anthony Richardson, you know, that's a name I talked about last September when I watched Florida play. Uh, he was a real exciting quarterback down there. Um, I'm interested to see kind of where he goes. People have him, you know, in the top half of the first round, you know, a Thursday night pick, obviously a Thursday night pick. Um, so I'm just going to kind of be interested to see where he actually lands. Um, Cause that, you know, do, does he go high naturally or does someone trade up to get to a spot to be able to get him? I think, I think that's going to be cool. C.J. Stroud's the other quarterback uh, that's high up there. So uh, a lot those of those guys games. aren't the second quarterback going to be taken, according to gambling odds that changed drastically today. Will Are Levis. You, is, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we'll if see. If somebody we'll wants see. to pick Actually, Will Levis, that's, that's fine. I hope the Ravens play them every year. <laughs> I mean, Hendon Hooker is the other quarterback name that got a little uh, praise this weekend, and it kind of had ideas if the commanders would want to take him. Uh, anybody that I know that's a commanders fan had positive comments to that because they all are also tech fans and wish that we got more out of him. Uh, I don't know what I really think about that. It'd be interesting. Uh, you know, I, I like Hendon Hooker. Um, you know, they seem pretty happy with Howell this offseason. But I think a lot of things are going to change with that organization, too. So I don't, I don't know if it's the best thing for Hidden Hooker to get in on that organization right now because the people making those kind of decisions might not be there in a year. Um, Commanders pick 16th uh, on Thursday night. Steelers pick right behind them at 17. So obviously I have a lot of uh, play in there. They have their play in at quarterback, so no needs there. I don't, I don't think of an area on the field for the Steelers that they don't need to touch outside of quarterback. I, I mean – I run back. They, they, they have guys there, but offensive line, defensive line, defensive backs. Uh, they added some wide receivers uh, through free agency and trades. Um, but, you know, you could still do something there. So uh, I'll be interested. I, I would like to see a lineman taken in the first round for the Steelers. But like you and like you're probably about to say, you kind of just trust the front office to make the right drafting decisions. It's just gone right for too long in the draft for you to really get too worked up. So I'm just interested to see who they pick. I don't have my heart set on anybody, um, but I think it would be wise if it's on the lines, either side, you know, best possible pick on offensive or defensive line is kind of what my brain tells me. Yeah, I, I know. I know the Ravens have needs, but I don't know what we're going to do with our pick. Cause I just haven't looked at mock drafts. Unlike, the Ravens fans that are acting like the house is on fire because Lamar hasn't signed his franchise tag yet. I don't worry about what the Ravens are going to do. I trust us to make the right call. Our front office is better than most of this gonna sit out all year. Yeah. I wish he would honestly, because then we can draft a better quarterback to replace him next year. Maybe one that'll be on the field. I don't know. Yeah. He's not going to sit out all year. I mean, he's not going to go to zero. It goes to that old saying, the best ability is availability. And Lamar ain't that I don't care. He wants Jalen Hurts money. You should have signed that contract at the beginning of the year. Clown. Get out. <laughs> Maybe if you had an agent, somebody could bring you some realism and tell you, hey, a guy who gets hurt and misses a full season's worth of games over the last two years combined can't get a fully guaranteed contract like Deshaun Watson. Also, no one's going to get a fully guaranteed contract like Deshaun Watson because 31 other teams in this league don't do what the Cleveland Browns do. It's why the Cleveland Browns are the literal doormat of the NFL. When you go to NFL headquarters in New York, the doormat <laughs> says Cleveland Browns because everybody walks all over them. They absolutely suck. 
And if you want to go get a fully guaranteed contract, why don't you go to Cleveland, see if they give it to you, and then we can smoke your ass twice a year for the rest of your career because you play for the Cleveland frickin' Browns. Dummy. Gosh. Also, I see on here you were asking why is there only 31 first round picks? I, I do know. I know the answer to this. Yeah. Uh, you're the 31 picks. The Dolphins. The Steelers have 32 in the second round. I'm like, wait a minute. There's 32 teams. The Dolphins the lost theirs because they yes. tried to illegally get Tom Brady. Yes. Who, by so the way, was, did not rule out. <laughs> you might have noticed this week. Did not rule out when interviewed that he might not come back for the Miami Dolphins. So, <laughs> I love it. I love it. And honestly, down even more. I was going to say, honestly, that feels like a double jeopardy. If you're the Dolphins, you've already gotten in trouble for it. Why not just be like at this point, be like, hell yeah, we yeah. want Tom Brady. <laughs> well, he's not uh, with a team now, so it wouldn't be any more collusion. Technically, yes, that's also true. Rogers to Jets got done. Speaking of doormats, uh, that's just it was going to get done before the draft. I'm glad we didn't get to draft night because that just would have made it, you know, the Aaron Rodgers show, which he has done before on draft night. He's put news out uh, mm-hmm. just to mess with the draft. But Green Bay, they move up a couple picks in the first round and then get a second rounder and a conditional second rounder for next year. Uh, assuming he plays 65 percent of the snaps this year for them. So as long as he doesn't get injured, basically. Um, so Jets, I, I mean, I think they got, got what they held out to get. It seems like to me, it seems like every rod Packers just wanted to get this done. So they get those picks straightened out to make them picks their themselves. Don't have to deal with trading players after the fact. So there it was, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I usually do watch the draft and, uh, one way or the other in college and stuff, we watched the draft a good bit and, uh, in 2020, when the draft happened during the pandemic, we had a big Google meet going on or Zoom call, and that was fun, and we've tried to do that since then. But this year, a lot of people are in a lot of different directions this year, so I don't know if that'll be happening. So without that, I'm not sure if I will be tuning in to the first round as much. It'll probably be on the second TV or something. But, uh, yeah, I don't – I'm – you know, last year the Steelers and drafting a quarterback was a big thing, so I was I was pretty heavy <laughs> – going into it, like wondering what we were doing. And I knew, I knew who I wanted and I knew who I didn't want. And I knew what I was going to be okay with. And we, we got the pick that I was okay with. Um, but, uh, this year I'm, I'm, I'm just trusting that front office like you. And so, uh, and we keep doing that and we keep facing each other in big games late in the season. So maybe there's a reason for that. That's true. All right. D block time. It's D block time. We're moving today. We're going to, sell back some of the time that we've used other weeks. Um, I, I just wanted to leave this off talking about uh, Wrexham. We talked about Welcome to Wrexham, the series on FX this mm-hmm. past fall, and it followed last season. Well, the current season's going on right now, and then, I mean, this is just spoiler, but it's all over the news. It's hard to miss. Wrexham has won the right games to be able to move up a level. And that's what that whole series was about last year was their ability to get the team into a spot to where they could move up a level. They came up just short. Well, this season, I guess we're going to see the behind the scenes of this at some point. Um, but we already know that they win in the end. And uh, that, that's been fun to see on Twitter and, and a lot of cool things from that. Yeah, it has. And um, good news. If you have watched the show and you're frustrated because you can't really follow the team on a regular basis, um, I do believe I'll have to 
double check this because I haven't tried to watch too much League Two football, um, which is code for I haven't tried to watch any. Um, I, I do think ESPN Plus actually has those games, so that might be something oh, that's wow. more manageable in the future if you want to keep track of Wrexham as the season goes on. Um, before, because I thought about watching that match, because uh, I knew for it or oh, you would have had to sign up for National League TV, and yeah. I was like, no, I'm good. Um, so the game before that, I was looking at, and yeah, not for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it's awesome, and um, I'm sure it's going to be an exciting season as they go on. I hope that I hope now that they've actually moved up, they won't leave, and they'll stick with yeah. it, and the show will keep going. And now it's not like they're going to just immediately jump to the next level. They're going to have to fight through this for a period yeah. of time. Uh, which well, I'm they sure said their be... goal is to get to the Premier League, and that is a lofty goal. They've got a long yeah. way to go to get there. Right now, so they've been in what is called the National League, if you're not familiar, and they've now been promoted to actual English football league. So, and to do that, you have to win the league. Basically there's a playoff yeah. between two, three, four, and five, I think. And then the winner of that also gets to move up, but it's really hard to get promoted into the English football league. If you get out of it, the bonus now is I think the top three teams will go from EFL two to EFL one. Uh, and then that will be the third tier. And I know you're probably confused. You're thinking, wait, I thought it was EFL 1. How is that not the top tier? Well, it's EFL 2, EFL 1, the Championship League, and then the Premier League. So the Premier League is the top. That's their goal. They've still got some leagues to get through to get there. But this is a huge first step. And honestly, the way they're spending money, uh, it, they probably will be able to field a pretty decently competitive team in EFL 2. Yeah, I mean, they've taken a lot of the right steps, and and that's what I really appreciate about that series last year and what these guys are doing. Because, sure, they're movie stars, and they're very much in trying to put the image off as that they're very cool and funny, even self-deprecating, but still very cool and funny. They care, and they spent at least half, if not the full first season of that show, convincing not only the viewer of that show that they care, they had to convince the people in Wrexham that they care. Yeah. Uh, and they, they really had to do it. And they've stood behind everything they've done. They've, they put the money in, you see their emotion and not even just set up interview where they could fake the emotion. You see them watching the games and how much they care. And I think nothing highlighted that more to me than watching one of the views of them. And, and uh, Rob McHenry said, it. You, you see the moment that they won that both of their souls left their body for a moment and before they celebrated. And like, it was such a real reaction that when that final whistle came, you heard the roar of the crowd and people start rushing the field and you just see both Rob and Ryan at the exact same time, just like duck their heads and you can just feel like the stress coming off of them that they've, they achieved that, you know, kind of first goal or, or the first major goal that they really put out and said that they would do. They had to learn about a bunch of different goals before that that they had to achieve, but they got that one. And I really liked seeing that raw emotion from them that was just so real. So I am sure when this comes out on FX, that will be very much highlighted. But I like that, you know, on Twitter and seeing that moment. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll continue to root for them. It, it's cool. And as much as I say, they, these guys try to make sure that they come off cool and funny. I, I do tend to like them. They, you know, they, I, I, they're likable people and, uh, and I like 
a lot of the movies and TV shows that they've been in. So I, I will continue to root for them, and it'll be fun to keep watching. Yeah, and I think, you know, here's the other aspect, right? I say I hope they're not going to give up now. They would be dumb, too, because that club is about to get a serious financial windfall. They're about to get some yeah. help. Um, and that was part of the end of season one uh, was that when they didn't get promoted in that playoff championship that would have gotten them up, they lose a ton of money by doing so because they're they're way overpaying their players for where they are. That Those players yeah. should not be making that much money in that league. And uh, they do that to get some better players and have Mullen to convince and, them yeah. to come and play in that league because they're better than that league. Um, but they were able to do that. They took a huge, huge financial blow by not getting promoted. They now will get promoted. I still wonder, as much as they're paying their players, if they're going to make enough to help cover that. Um, but it won't be as bad as it was last year. And because uh, I think I know they were like, oh, we're not giving up. We're not giving up. I think if they had not made it this year, I think they would have had to. I, I think they would have had like their accountants would have had some serious conversations with them. Like, we can't keep doing this. Like, this is yeah. not good. And kind of money ball this or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're, or if you want to keep owning this team, you're going to have to sell some of these guys because you just can't keep paying them. Yeah. Um, luckily, they don't have to do that. They're going to get promoted. Um, they also, from where they were, you know, their sponsorships for that team were a lot different than all the teams they were playing. I mean, they were having oh, global brands sponsoring that team. And yeah. You know that there's some decent global money in there that even now they can probably raise that price a little bit, too, because of like, hey, you know, it's even it's going to be seen even more and it's even, you know, at a higher level and more respected. So, like, they're going to have more opportunities to make money based on what they've already done. I mean, they put a heck of an investment in. So yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping it is at least good enough to where it's a positive, you know, where, or, you know, they can keep on holding on and they're not on the brink of selling, like, like you're saying um, with every win or loss. So, yeah, I think I'm honestly, I'm curious to see how this first EFL two season goes, because I mean, and again, Wrexham for a lot of reasons, you know, the celebrity owners are just one factor are not, financially committed the same way a lot of English football clubs are when, when they get promoted or relegated. You, if you watch Ted Lasso, they mentioned this in this season. Um, and this isn't a spoiler because I haven't, they haven't finished the season yet, but there is a comment made by one of the players. Statistically speaking, teams go down as soon as they get promoted. And that is very true. When you watch the premier league, you don't get attached to the new teams that get promoted because you're like, we're probably not going to see them for very long. If they're lucky, they'll make it the first year, but then they're probably going down that second year. Um, and there's a reason the teams that are always in the Champions League are always in the Champions League. There's a reason the teams that are in the Europa League, well, I should say the teams that go to Europe and the European competitions are always in the teams, are the same teams. It's because there is just huge, huge amounts of cash at stake. And that's why, like, that's why you see Adam Silver, even though the players are like, oh, or some old head fans are like, oh, this is dumb. We don't want to do this. There is money to be had. And, and that's what these European teams know. They they participate in these domestic leagues, domestic tournaments, uh, European tournaments, world tournaments. Like, 
there is money to be had, and the, the same clubs are always there because they're always in it. And when you get in it the first time, it's such a huge windfall of cash that you can spend to the point where you can try to keep yourself in that spot. And these other teams, I mean, there are teams that just live in the middle of the Premier League. Like, that's their existence. And I got to admit, like, if I was a fan, like, if Major League Baseball decided tomorrow to bring in promotion and relegation, and they decide, you know, all right, we're going to have, I don't know, team a 16 team league and we'll add, we'll have, you know, let's just say two tiers and they'll add two expansion teams and you take the bottom three each year and move them and the top three and they swap spots. Um, there, there would be teams that just live in the middle of that league. And then honestly, like best case scenario for the Orioles would probably be one of those teams. Like, let's just live in the middle. We're not going to get relegated. Hopefully we're not going to win but we'll be right there in the middle. Um, and I'm sure that's a terrible existence, but it's also, you know, just different. There's other competitions that those fans get up for. They get up for the FA Cup. They get up for the Carabao Cup or whatever. Um, all kinds of cups to play for. So I, that, when Adam Silver is talking about this is a way to bring in extra revenue, get players to play in this thing, jack up TV money for it, it, bo- it boosts up the salary cap. They can do all this other stuff. Like, it's, you honestly, when you look at other sports and how they're played around the world, this is a way to make money. I think it's coming to America. I think the NBA will start it. I would not be shocked to see other leagues eventually try something similar if it works in the NBA. And I think it will because I think the TV dollars will be there. And once the, once the dollars start coming in, the players will start shutting up. The players will start playing. I do. It's just because it's what I know. But sitting here talking about it, listening to you, I I do find it satisfying that in the NFL, everybody's playing for the same dang trophy. And to a degree, there there is enough movement in the NFL where teams believe that they can maybe not go from the bottom up, but like, on down the standings to the to the top. I, I well, there's no salary cap either. That's the other thing. Like the NFL yeah. has a salary cap. NBA has yeah, a salary absolutely. cap. Yeah, I I do find it just in the discussion of it because I don't live and breathe soccer. I don't follow it closely to even know the different leagues and what we're relegating down to and up to. Um, I just think it is satisfying when everybody's playing for the same trophy. And it's not like your fans are getting more excited about some kind of other trophy. And if I call it a secondary trophy, people yell at me. I just, I, you know, it's like college football. I like that JMU came up because now we're all playing for the same trophy. Like I, and even though they're in a spot where they're, you know, have to fight off the curse of Oklahoma to even get looked at and they won't get looked at, you know, it, I do appreciate when there's not like these different trophy, like, cause no matter what, there's secondary trophies. I mean, that's what the that's what the FCS trophy was. Secondary. JMU can win that national championship. Excuse me. JMU can win that national championship, but they still care more about beating the teams that are playing for the big trophy. So, like, I I do appreciate at least in the NFL and the pro sports. Back up to that, like that. So at least we get that in the NFL, and I and I don't see that. Like when you talk about leagues in America changing, NFL ain't going to be one of those. Well, I think the NFL is not going to change for a lot of reasons. 
Yeah, I mean, they have a lot going right for them in the way they have the draft and and everything. They have it built to where teams have the ability to cycle. Some teams like Cleveland defy that logic, but like they do have a lot of teams that are able to enter into that cycle and make the playoffs and but I contenders. Think- I think hockey could adopt something like that if it works in the NBA. I think Major League Baseball could. Major League Baseball almost needs to, in my opinion. But to go back to your college football argument, it would be like if when JMU was in the FCS, they had this – the FA Cup would be basically a tournament where, okay, we're all playing a regular season for the college football national championship. But we're also going to take all these names, throw them in a pot, draw them at random, and we're just going to have a tournament – that starts in whatever and you play it all the way down to see who wins yeah. this tournament, which is a separate tournament from the college football playoff, but also has lots of money and lots of prestige. That's what that is. And so, yeah, JMU would be super jazzed. Yeah. You win the FCS yeah. national championship. Yeah. That's, you know, you're cause you're in a secondary league. That doesn't mean as much as the college football national championship. Yeah. And it would give you, but more if you had like to beat those big teams, yeah, if you cool. called it just, yeah. you know, the American college football title or whatever, just for the sake of having a different name, but yeah, D3, D2, D1 teams could all participate. Yeah. Then, yeah. Is that the then, one? Is that where they have like in England where it's like any team is entered and they all. Right. And they know, all play their like way all through. Teams Virginia played. So you'd have Bridgewater playing UVA like in the third round. Yeah. Or, or in the. Well, Bridgewater would <laughs> have to probably win some games to get there. Yeah. 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 You would probably have a lot of D1 teams having a lot of buys waiting for the D3 sure. and D2 teams to yeah. whittle themselves down to a meaningful number before they start playing D1 teams. But. Then it would be so like in England, this is a big deal. Like, let's say Wrexham. Now that they're in EFL two, they will be eligible for these kind of tournaments more and more, more and more yeah. of these tournaments. And in the FA Cup, they might get to play Manchester United at Wrexham, which would be a huge, huge get. Would they get absolutely destroyed? Probably, yeah. But they're going to make a lot of money on that because yeah. Man United comes to them and they get the ticket revenue for that. So it would be like. Oh. If JMU or if Bridgewater says, let's say Bridgewater has a good tournament run and they get to play Virginia Tech and the way the draw goes, Virginia Tech goes to Bridgewater. Bridgewater would be jumping for joy. They would be bussing in bleachers (laughs) to extend their stadium for that game to try to make as much money as humanly possible. (laughs) Double-decker boats. Yeah, and and that... But my point is, that kind of tournament... Could now it's different in the pro sports because you're playing the same teams, yeah. but um, that kind of tournament in something like college football, which it will never happen, but if it did, and this is why it matters to these small clubs in England, and you're like, why do they have so many tournaments? That's a huge, huge financial windfall that helps them. Like, okay, now we can pay these guys, we can survive, yeah. and, and when Give you, you watch up in the other race, right? Yeah. If you like Wrexham. Welcome to Wrexham, another show. If you haven't watched it on Netflix, Sunderland Till I Die, I've got a cousin who just started watching it, and he's talking to me about it, and I've already watched it. So I'm just kind of listening to him, and when he finishes, we'll talk more in depth about it. But it is not uncommon for teams to change ownership over there all the time because they the owners will just sink money in with this goal of we're going to get promoted or we're going to stay in the Premier League. And then if a team gets relegated, you're like, ouch, I can't afford this. And then they sell the team to somebody else. And some of those owners don't have as 
great of goals for the club. And then they start doing a strip down and all kinds of stuff. But like I said, it, could you, I yeah. mean, Bridgewater would be able to buy new uniforms, yeah. update facilities. Like if they had Virginia tech for one game and it was a tournament game that mattered, it would be insane. Would they get beat a hundred to nothing? Absolutely. But would they care when the check cashes? <laughs> would they care? No. I, yeah. Don't get me wrong in my satisfaction with what we have in the NFL, particularly was where I'll start with that point. It doesn't mean I'm against the idea of relegation happening with soccer. That won't like ever happen. Like, I just don't understand it. That's my, my that won't ever happen. I here. I'm not fluent with it enough, but when you're talking about like NBA dabbing into or, or NFL or NHL uh, dabbing into ideas of this, it'd be interesting. NFL won't do it because do. of the season tournament is interesting for the NBA. They already have, like, NBA is pretty happy with their most of their ratings and the money that comes from that. I, you know, it seems like their focus more is the globalization than it is adjusting. It's more the money. Existing league. Yeah. Like, and they just get more eyeballs on what's already going on. But so. the NFL won't do it because of attrition. It, that would be an insane toll. Yeah. Um, but <sighs> it's also with these sports that you play two games a week versus. Sports, you only play one game week. Scheduling's a lot different. Right, but we won't have promotion and relegation in America because the owners won't allow it. Like, even MLS. Yeah. There has been push for the MLS to adopt a promotion and relegation, and they fight it every time. And from an owner standpoint, I get it. Because, like I just said, if you pay millions and millions of dollars own an MLS to own an MLS, MLS an team, MLS? you want to own an MLS team. You don't want to own a U.S. Soccer League 1 or U.S. Soccer League 2 team. Because then you're like, I didn't pay hundreds of millions of dollars to watch this team suck and get relegated to something that's, I'm not going to make as much money in. So I, I, I like promotion and relegation. I think it incentivizes owners to put a product on the field that is competitive, but we'll never see it here. We didn't start with it here. And so they're the owners and people in charge will never adopt it. Well, in addition to seeing those soccer things, I have plans to watch on Netflix, The Diplomat. I saw commercials for this. I don't know if you've seen this, Joe. Um, what I first saw was, you know, trying to make comparisons to West Wing or other political dramas that have been very popular. I'm not as optimistic that it's going to fill my West Wing void here, uh, but it looks good. It has Carrie Russell playing the lead as she's an ambassador um, in a foreign country, and then I, I guess there's a lot going on, and she's got to deal with that. Her husband, I believe, is a former uh, ambassador, so there's just a lot of dynamics and headed in a lot of different directions. It looks interesting. Carrie Russell seems to always be great in whatever I see her in, so we're going to give it a try. So that's that's my uh, before we watch. Uh, oh, okay, so you haven't uh, watched any of it. Recommendation, but just telling you that's what I'm about to watch. So you haven't watched any of it? No, I'm about to. Have you? I've watched two episodes. I'm pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I I'm liking it. I, gotta... I won't say anything, but I, I'm liking it so far. I yeah, we don't, part we're not going to go through it episode by episode. No, no, no. On the podcast or anything, so we don't have to spoil anything. But I am finally watching F1 show, too. So have you? I still haven't that? started the latest season. I need to catch up on that. Oh, well, I'm, I, then you got to catch me there. So that's been my lunchtime watch recently. So. Yeah, I need to get on that. That's good. 
what has been dominating my life? Uh, I tried the sport that is taking over the nation, pickleball. Um, Tom Brady sport? I guess. Uh, my brother and his girlfriend play it all the time in Northern Virginia. My mom has wanted to be playing it. So uh, when I went up there, they were like, oh, well, we should play. And so we went over to Jim Burnett Park in Winchester, gave it a shot. It's fun. I I don't think I'll ever play tennis again. Uh, this is much friendlier than tennis on the body. That being said, I still... I was going to say, I could probably be pretty negative in any sport. Oh, man, it hurts today to move. <laughs> going up and down stairs. Every time I have to go upstairs, I'm like, do I really need to go up the stairs? <laughs> uh, but it's... Thank goodness your place of work is on the first story. That's good. Yes, because I wouldn't have made it. Um, I would have just called Rob and been like, I don't know, man, my legs aren't working. Um, but it's... Um, yeah, it's fun. It's... It's a smaller court than tennis. Honestly, the Jim Burnett Park, the way they drew it up was you could get two tennis court or two pickleball courts per tennis court. So each half of the tennis court had a pickleball court on it. Um, and it's uh, it's fun. It, it's very similar to tennis, uh, but... As I said, it's a smaller court. It definitely helps to play doubles. I would imagine singles would be even worse on my body than I already feel. Um, but we played doubles. We had very competitive games and a very competitive match, um, which I enjoyed thoroughly. And uh, I will be looking for people in the area to play it. So if you play pickleball, let me know if you're looking for a partner, because I would love to play. Talk to the public there. Or, you know, a potential <laughs> co-host that wants to get together and play first friends of joe let him know if you want to play yeah and we'll work our way down friends to... of joe strangers and then you know if that doesn't happen leland <laughs> how's uh <laughs> how's my lanch doing how are my lanch your lanch you're in a bit of trouble uh oh no let's get to i have no idea i haven't paid attention at all to hockey oh, that's me man. yeah it's been it probably been fun I just it's been attention. a great postseason you might remember last week I tried to give predictions on each series. I said, go Florida Panthers, because the President's Cup curse is going to bite the Bruins. And hopefully you did not take that advice. The Are you Boston... pulling a Ben Verlander? Is everything going to be the opposite? No, not everything, but this one will. The Boston Bruins, uh, they will finish the series in Game 5 at Boston when they smoke Ooh. the Florida Panthers. They lost Game 2. Game 1, the Panthers played pretty decently. They just dug themselves in a hole by unexplicably going, giving the Bruins a power play in for almost the entire first period. Um, game two, they looked great. Game three, they played well, just didn't close it out. And then game four, they got smashed. So game five, they will get smashed. Uh, Toronto, Tampa Bay. It is 2-1 Toronto right now, but Tampa Bay is very comfortably ahead in game four. That's going to be 2-2. I still like the Lightning to come back and win that series. The Maple Leafs are fake. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes. I said, go Canes. Canes are going to win that series. They are up three to one. They will finish it. Game five in Carolina would be my prediction. Devils Rangers. I said, that's going to be a fun series. I kind of like the Rangers. I thought this was going to be a blowout because the Rangers won five to one game one and game two in New Jersey. And then they managed to lose both games in New York. So it's two, two going into game five. 
I still think the Rangers find a way to win, but highly competitive series. Your Colorado Avalanche are up two to one in the series. Game four right, is tonight. All right. all right. But they haven't looked great. Where the Kraken have back? been right there nipping at their heels. I actually, yeah. man, I, Leland, I, well, it doesn't matter because I don't have the Avalanche in anything that matters anymore, I don't think. Uh, my investment blew up when the New York Rangers decide to lose tonight. Um, but I don't hate the idea that the Kraken win tonight and even up the series. It's it's going to be a very like competitive that. series. I know you don't. I'm just being honest with you. The Dallas Stars and the Minnesota Wild. Next series we're going to talk about. That's a 2-2 series. That series has been riveting. Game one went into o- double overtime. The Wild won, which killed me on the inside because I said go Stars. Game two, Stars win convincingly. Game three, Wild win convincingly. Game four, Stars win in squeaker 3-2. It's been fun. It's going to be a great series. I still think the Stars win it when it's all said and done. Go Stars. Vegas, Winnipeg. I said I like Winnipeg to get an upset, and right now they're tied in game four. It's a 2-1 series. Vegas won game three in double overtime against Winnipeg to make it a 2-1 series. This is still going to be competitive. It does look like the Golden Knights might be starting to pick up some win, though. Um, it's 1-1 in the first period right now at the time of recording. Let's go Jets. How about the Battle of Gretzky? Yeah, Kings-Oilers. Uh, if the Oilers had lost last night's overtime game, I would have said kill that franchise. Um, <laughs> I picked the Oilers. They lose game one in overtime. Come back, win game two convincingly. I'm sitting here thinking, okay, they figured it out. They lose game three in overtime. Game four, they had one. And the Kings score a late goal to send it into overtime. And I am cursing everything in the apartment. Um, Everything that I see, I am just hating. All because the Edmonton Oilers couldn't close out that game. They do end up winning it in overtime. Uh, which made me feel a little bit better and allowed me to go to sleep. But yeah, that's a tight, much tighter series than I thought. Connor McDavid is great, but man, could somebody help the kid out? Because honestly, for legacy sake, he needs this. He needs to win this series so they can advance and potentially take on the winner of the Vegas Winnipeg series, um, which hopefully will be Winnipeg. That would be two Canadian teams. They'll take care of themselves and uh, leave us with one Canadian team. And I, don't think that Canadian team will beat the Avalanche, who I still think win the series or the Stars. There you go. You're just trying to make me worry. That's not nice. I do think they win, but it's going to be tight. I, I am less confident today than I was at the beginning of that series. 3-1 three, three, after today. We'll be good. Um. So, my is what's going to dominate my life next week. This will be the discussion. We talked about this right after Christmas. I am going to Cooperstown this weekend, going to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Dan and I are going, former podcast guest, and I am just distractedly excited about it. I was planning the trip. We're going to stop in Scranton on the way up. Yeah. Um, We've designed our Friday to allow for that, still get into Cooperstown Friday night, and then enjoy Cooperstown all day Saturday. And uh, so... This is my plead to the listeners. If you've been 
I, I'm open for suggestions, ideas, where you ate, where you didn't like. Throw them my way. I might not take them all, but I'll, I'm interested to hear what any of our listeners have to say. And then that turns into Joe. I know you have gone. Mm-hmm. What I, I forgot the advice that you may have previously given me, so let's just talk about this fresh. What uh, What's your thoughts on what Leland and Dan need to do this weekend? Okay, so when you're going to Scranton, first and foremost, you take the Steamtown Mall exit, because I took the other one. The other one is not great. Okay. Both are Scranton I, exits. The other one's not great. You will see a side of Scranton they don't show on The Office. Well, um, they record it in Los Angeles. So. Right. I don't. <laughs> it's not the part you see when they're rolling through with the B-roll in the opening either. <laughs> so you're going to want to take the Steamtown Mall exit. It's got to be a better part of town than that. My notes have me taking the exit 185. I don't know uh, what so that is. It's been too yeah. long, but I don't know what the Steam Town exit is. So we're gonna have to marry these these ideas. Yeah, I'm just telling you, do what you want. We took the other exit, and I was very quickly like, we made a poor choice. Um, okay. When you get to Cooperstown, uh, you're already planning better than I did. Um, now, part of that was with another person that went with my brother and I and their schedule, we had to do it kind of rapid fire um, in terms of we drove up Saturday morning. We left in the dark of night Saturday morning, like 3 a.m. From here? From Winchester, which is not much closer. Um, <sighs> That's a seven-hour trip for me here. It's a so. six-hour trip from Winchester. So yeah, we got we left at 3, 30, we left at 3, Got there around nine. Um, took went through the museum. We, Brad and I still. I mean, that was like we caught our second win when we got to the museum. Um, I can't speak the same for my cousin, but um, we enjoyed it. I would just say take your time when you get there. Yeah, uh, enjoy it. It's a fun museum. It's great. If you love baseball, you've got to go. Um, there's just so much history there and so many cool things. I, I, there, there, it was, it has been so long since I've been that they are going to have added so much to it. And there's always, you know, different exhibits that come and go in terms of themes going on. I know you talked about that, uh, last I've seen some of what I'm about to see. So I'm excited. I'm excited about all of that. Yeah. The Randy Johnson stuff. Um, uh-huh. There's but, like a Jackie Robinson thing right now, too. So, yeah. So that'll be cool. And um, obviously, you know, being a sports broadcaster, I was super into the Ford Frick part of the yeah. the yeah. wing, too. And you get to see a lot of great names and cool broadcasters there. And um, it's a lot of nice stuff. I would also say, um, are you leaving Saturday? No, we're there. We have a hotel two okay. doors down from the Hall of Fame. It's like, you know, it's a downtown area, yep. and the upper levels of this building are a hotel. And so we're we're going to wake up in Cooperstown and grab a little breakfast and then walk over to the Hall of Fame, enjoy that for as long as we can or want to, and then um, walk up and down the streets and check out the stores. That was going to be the other bit of advice I gave you. I don't have names because, again, it's been so long I can't remember the names, but there's a lot of little mom-and-pop shops mom and pop restaurants go in just take in the local town because it's a great it's a cool little town i mean it's not you're not gonna get there and be like oh my gosh the traffic is so overwhelming like it's just not that kind of place and that's kind of cool 
Um, and I enjoyed that part of it. It has a very small town America feel and the shops are great. The restaurant that we ate at that I wish I remembered so I could tell you was, was good. I enjoyed that. And, um, I think you guys are gonna have a great time there. Uh, just cause I know, I know you pretty well and I have met Dan enough to feel comfortable saying, I think you guys are going to love Cooperstown. Um, there's a little baseball stadium that's right next to the museum. When we went, there wasn't a game going on, but apparently they play games there occasionally. Um, what a double day field there. Yep. Yeah. They offer like tours and stuff. I was, I was we didn't do that. that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you could, it seemed like a cool little yeah. field. And then there's a minor league team. that's not yeah. too far away over in Oneida. I got, I have a cousin uh, on the distant side, a cousin uh, that she worked at the hall of fame after college as like an intern. Nice. And so I, I texted her and I was like, Hey, this is happening, you know, down the road here. Let me know. And she gave me some good advice, a couple of good restaurants. Uh, There's actually a lady that works at the hall of fame that was there when she was there. So uh, I got all that ahead of me, but yeah, I, I have options. I, the only thing I know that we're doing is we're staying here and going to the Hall of Fame. Everything else is I have options written down. And, uh, you know, I'm going to test Dan if he actually listens to the podcast because uh, he, uh, which I know he has a good bit, but at one point we made a steak dinner bet. I referenced a different bet that's out in the open uh, for the Orioles this year. But a long time ago, we made a Virginia Tech defense bet. And to tell you how long ago it was, I won. And um, I don't believe he's ever paid up. And so now this this whole trip is given to us as a gift, but I'm still, I've picked out the restaurant. It's a nice steakhouse there that seems to have the right vibe for a baseball trip. And I think I'm, I'm going to say, you know, let's go have these steaks as the gift was uh, allowing us to do, but this will be the, uh, the pay up of the bet. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that too, because I've been hanging that bet over his head for way too long. So, yeah. Well, that will be nice if he pays up. Yeah. Hopefully he does. I forgot. I mean, you mentioned really that could be him paying up. It's going to be the gift, the gift money paying. It's going to be like Michael's yeah. uh, per diem, uh, per diem paying for it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I forgot to mention the other bet with Rob Ron. I talked about it and then oh, yeah. I promptly didn't say what it was. Um, it is if the Ravens draft a quarterback in this year's draft. I don't think they will. See, I can see them like, you know, having one. I do have fear. Yeah, that I do have fear that maybe they take a flyer on some boob that doesn't even make the practice picks. No, which is great. And honestly, it's like I told him I could see us trading out of that first pick, too. Yeah, you have a first, a third, a fourth, a fifth and a sixth. You don't have a seventh. You don't have multiple late round. picks. You have no second. So, like, you're going to have to get some players in the door there. So. You know, when I look at my Steelers, we have a first, second, second, third, fourth, two sevens. You know, like they're kind of stacking up. Like you don't have that, and so it, that helps you. So it'll be interesting. Big money riding on that. It was a, a sheets lunch. I heard. Yeah, not quite steak. Dinner. We not or we do not discuss financials on the show. Not quite <laughs> steak dinner. I still owe you and Rob Ron IHOP though. So I gotta... think Rob owes me a steak dinner. Here's the here's the test of him. I think he owes me one too. He talked about taking me to the good place downtown and I kept putting him off. Uh schedule wise, I think twenty twenty might have 
ran into it as well. Uh, well, that that's what prevented me from doing IHOP. We got to do IHOP. IHOP needs to IHop happen. Too. We got to go to IHOP. All, Let's go. All the bets need to happen. All the payoffs need to happen. That's that's the, this is the year of the payoff. I think is what we need to call this year. Sure, uh, just to get one, them all behind us. One final NFL draft nugget. Can you name the three teams that have never had the number one overall pick? Uh, well, you're going to say the Ravens, but that's because the Cleveland Browns have had it many times, and that used to be your organization. But the Baltimore uh, Ravens have never. Yeah, because they've only existed since, like, 2000. That's 23 um, years. Yeah. It's fine. It's not like the Steelers have had a number one pick in that time either. Um... I know the Ravens. We've won two Super Bowls in that time. Packers, probably. That would be incorrect. They have had the number one overall pick twice. I am not going to probably come up with these. The Seahawks and the Broncos. Okay. Okay. Well, that's because Elway... uh, Wasn't Elway... He was drafted number one, but then threw a hissy fit, and then... Got his way to Denver. To Denver. Later. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yep, he was going to be drafted by, I believe, was that the Colts? That sounds right. That Colts sounds really him. right. And then he, yeah, you were right. He said he would not. He would play Major League Baseball. Yeah. And sometimes I wish these teams would have been like, okay, bet. Yeah. I bet what was Eli going to do? Like, Eli was like, I'm not playing for San Diego. And he stood there with a frowny face. Yeah, and so, so he went. But what was what was the other option? That's, that is where the San Diego Chargers should have just sat there and said, all right, then don't well, play football. Well, they got LaDainian Tomlinson out of that and other decent things. They also got Phillip Rivers out of that. Yeah, yeah. They got Phillip Rivers directly out of that. Um. Yeah, I I mean, I don't know. I've always wondered, like, what was the or there? Like, when when I'm not happy and my daddy's not happy, I just uh, I didn't know what, what the other option that San Diego had there. Um, and also in today's NFL, like, it's a really... Seahawks, they've only existed since, what, 80, 78 or 80? Like, they're okay. not that old. Do you know what year it is? Yeah, but for all these other teams, like the Steelers haven't had a number one pick since like Terry Bradshaw. So like, I just don't take this. So as ten meaningful. years difference. Like, I know you're really happy that the Ravens have never had one. We've but, won like, two out Super of those Bowls. Three teams, you've existed the shortest. We've won two Super Bowls, and, I, and the Steelers, your biggest rival, haven't had a number one pick in that time either. We've won two Super Bowls in that time, and they currently have their number one quarterback in the locker room. That's fine. I would rather not have a quarterback than have Kenny Pickett be my number one quarterback. <laughs> That's because so. you don't. Because you, you don't. It's easy to say that. Because you have such a mess. You're like, oh, I'm happier this way. I am happier this I way. It would be better if everything was just happy and like. Nope. This isn't an episode sense. of Ted Lasso. It doesn't all come together at the end. Yeah, I. I hear you're you're happy with the way things are because that's the way things are, but. If I had Kenny Pickett as my quarterback, I know I wouldn't win a Super Bowl. So I'm happier this way. Maybe we can draft one next year. We've won more than anybody in our time. So 
or as many as anybody, right? As many. I think Tom Brady changed the math on you. Yeah, yeah. I think Tom Brady tied us. <laughs> All right. The last thing I wanted to say before we get out of here is a huge congratulations to uh, – it's, he's going to have a new name now on the podcast. It's not just Jeff. It's Granddaddy Jeff. That's, I think, the new, oh, yeah. the new name for Jeff. Because uh, Jeff became a grandpa this past weekend, and uh, he was very nice to share the news with us. I was excited. I had been watching out for him, and uh, he beat me to the news. Uh, he beat social media. Uh, to the news to let me know. And I really appreciate that because uh, I was thinking about their family uh, as this was coming coming down. So uh, I'm very happy for his daughter and, uh, and son-in-law and their family that they have growing. And it sounded like everybody's doing well. So I'm sure that'll keep up. And uh, congratulations to Jeff, his whole family. Uh, Granddaddy Jeff, I've already messed it up. Granddaddy Jeff and his whole family. And uh you know, he's the voice of the UVA fan that we actually, you know, shut up and listen to uh, at least half the time he says things. And so uh, we'll have to listen to him a couple extra times here now that he's he's got a grandson in tow. So that'll be fun. So congratulations, Jeff. And that's a that's a message to the rest of you listeners. If you, uh, if you become a granddad, we'll talk about you, too. So there you go. Thank you all to listening to the Yak Sports podcast. And uh, we look forward to being back next week talking about more of the local sports and all the sports that matter to you, the Augusta County sports fan. Have some interesting baseball and softball games going on this week. We'll catch up on soccer. And then obviously, uh, you know, follow the hysteria that is the NFL draft. As uh, we'll also be looking ahead at a horse race coming up that next weekend, the Kentucky Derby. There is a lot going on that weekend. Mess most years. I feel like we're behind on the Kentucky Derby. Next week, I'm going to make you pick a winner. So there you go. I'm, I tell you what. I'll tell you who I'm picking right now. Hold on, I got to look at the picking? name. I don't know the name. I'll have the name for you next <laughs> I'll week. I'll tell you right now after I look it up. <laughs> I, I'll have the name for you next week. But there is a horse out of Berryville, Virginia, that I'm going to take. There you go. That's awesome. I actually knew a guy uh, I worked with. He didn't work at my company, but we we were on the same construction team on a recent project. And he was a part owner in a horse. And now they didn't run the biggest races, but they would run, you know, Kentucky Derby and other races like that. They'd be in some of the undercards uh, race there or whatever they call them. And uh, it was very interesting. And he would he'd talk about the access he gets and all that. I mean, he's, you know, down in the stables, staying in right near all the biggest horses and stuff. It was really cool. And uh, he was like one of a dozen owners of some horse. and But he got all the access like he was, you know, Baffert down there so yeah it's uh it's actually one of the favorites to win the Kentucky Derby the name is Forte and I, Forte Forte yep I like it that's musical and that's that's good for you all right I'm, I might be in on that I gotta I have to download a whole new app for this right I don't know man I think uh sports whatever I use there's a lot of games. new yeah there's a lot of new but stuff they, Oh, the, I think DraftKings got the rights to do it, but it had to be like in its own separate app. So, oh, good lord! I don't know. One time I just bet through you, so I might do that again too. So. I don't know if that's going to be a good strategy this year. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks to all our listeners. We'll be back next week. Make sure your friends are uh, have us followed on Podbean, Apple, or Google Podcast, or subscribe to it, and uh, follow us on Twitter. 
and Facebook. We'll be back next week with more of the sports that matter to you, the Augusta County sports fan. You've been listening to Yak Sports, your Augusta County sports podcast.